0: One, two, three, four. Hey, y'all, it's me, Seba, the Southern Pride Witch, and I want to say at the outset of this, I do not know whether or not I'm going to release this to the public. I suffered a tremendous loss and, um, unexpected trauma on November 7th and have been, well, back to the word trauma, going through a trauma response where it's very hard for me to podcast, very difficult for me to talk. Um, I don't want pity for any of this, but it is, uh, You know, it is what it is. I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Um, And everybody has their own hell. And things absolutely could be worse. (laughs) So I don't need to hear that. I know they could be. But I'm vacillating between trying to be really tough and trying to allow myself time to heal. And um, if there's a playbook out there about this, I don't have it. And uh, probably couldn't concentrate to read it right now. So uh, I'm literally doing the very best I can right now. I've heard people say that before. I've heard the person who has uh, injured me say that before. But you really aren't doing the very best you can until you've tried everything. And I am trying everything, you know, within reason. Anything that won't hurt other people or be considered inappropriate, I'm trying it all right let's stop pussyfooting around it i am going through a very sudden and very unexpected divorce very unexpected we've been married for 16 years as of tomorrow morning which is um incomprehensible to me that i have to wake up on that day but i will and there's not a lot i can say There's just not a lot I can say. It is um, not advisable that I do so right now. And no, that's not vague podcasting. I I really cannot. Um, There's very little I can say. I can tell y'all this. I was left without a vehicle. I'm going to leave the reasons out, but for weeks without a vehicle of any kind. And I was left without an exterior wall to my home. And uh, I can't explain that either. (laughs) But the wall was not present. I was left with a lot of bills. And uh, those are going to get monumentally worse. And the farm. The chickens, the rabbits, the broken cages, the dogs. You know, all of it. So, I've had a lot of friends who've reached out to support me. I have a long way to go. I'm not really quite sure how I'm going to make it yet. And if I do release this to the general population, I want to say that my bat children, and that's what we call each other, <laughs> is bat children. And there's a reason for that, but that's not this podcast. Over on Patreon, that that support right now is literally most of my only support. And it's... um where i've been talking to folks and uh, sharing the more private issues that i'm going through and y'all i just lost my train of thought this is what trauma does i just my the reason it's hard for me to podcast is because i always told y'all i don't have notes i don't prepare anything i um just sit down and sound my barbaric yelp across the rooftops (laughs) and um I'm afraid I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm afraid. And and I'm also protective of my listeners. I don't want them to go through trauma. Um, I'm protective of my situation and my court case. I don't know how long I'll... I, I mean, when the divorce is over, I may tell y'all everything. I, I may. But right now, I cannot. So when you're that bound up by grief and, you know legal consideration, how does a podcaster like me, who doesn't write episode notes or any of that, lean into the microphone and tell you the truth, which I've always told you I would do. And I haven't figured out how to navigate that yet. I I just haven't figured out how to do this yet. But this is my first attempt. And I don't want this podcast to be a podcast about grief. But I'm not sure if I can do it yet, but I was thinking maybe it could be just for now a podcast about how to get through grief as a witch. Mm. I'm not sure if that will flop, but I uh, don't need anyone to tell me that I need to lean on my big mama, my goddess, my rock. I am, and that is how I'm able to speak at all. And um, she is with me. I feel her right now. Um I have a coven, I'm very worried about supporting them. One was only an auditor and one was only in her little first year of of work and I'm very concerned for them. And I have been left with five aging dogs, four of them that are extreme, one of them who has cancer. So they are depending on me don't know how I'm going to pay their medical bills. I really don't. And like 20 something chickens. And no, I don't call. So don't ask me to. And, um, seven rabbits and out here in the woods by myself. So I tell y'all what grief can feel exquisite. Almost, you know, it can ride this razor edge that feels, Oh, I mean, it's it's confusing. It sounds like getting a tattoo, <laughs> you know, and I really can't be more poetic than that right now. I don't have the energy to be. Um, That's one way it feels. I would think that the nights would be the worst, but they're not. I'm leaving my TV on at night. I'm falling asleep to it. And then about 3 a.m. I wake up and turn it off because I'm groggy enough that it doesn't panic me to be alone in the room. Having night terrors where I wake up screaming all the night. Which, you know, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. You can tell yourself you're going to be tough all day, y'all. And do all your little spells and, and uh, your meditations. And be very loved by people. But, you know, it's almost like in death. You know, we have to walk it alone and sleep. I have to walk alone right now. And there is just a terror in the middle of the night for me. And hopefully my brain will eventually listen to me and stop that. That would be good because I think I'm scaring the dogs and I think I'm scaring my son when he stays over out here watching his mama multiple nights out of the week. So I'm not alone. And, um, yeah, I reckon there's nothing very much magical else I can do. I've done protection. I've done healing spells for myself. I mean, come on, y'all. I know all the things and I've had a lot of witches write to me and, and, and say, well, have you tried this? Have you tried a cord cutting? Have you?" Oh, come on. I'm, I'm almost 60. I've blessed their hearts. Bless everybody's hearts in a good way. In a good way. I know all those things, but it is literally like someone has died. You know, it's um, no contact. So first Thanksgiving, first Christmas, you know, it's, it's a hard show you know, my grandbaby called for him for weeks and to see her go through any kind of pain uh, when she didn't deserve it, when she didn't deserve that. But I'm starting to realize neither did I. (laughs) I didn't deserve this. And when I'm pottying the dogs at 10 o'clock at night and my son can't be here and getting jerked around (laughs) by a hundred pound dog and, and the pouring rain, I... You know, I howl at the moon. I, I scream out my anger. And I know in those moments, I didn't deserve this. But I have been through it before. So uh, I also am beating myself up a little bit, you know. Come on, witch. I know you know what I mean. If They'll do it to you one time. They might do it again. And they did. And they did. Um, a little eight-year cushion in between them. But it happened again. And uh, it can't happen anymore. It can't happen anymore. Um, I don't think my heart can do it this many times. And uh, I'm grieving. I'm grieving. You go from talking to someone every day and working out what's for dinner to um, silence. And, uh, well, that is my goal to not come out of this, start raving mad, (laughs) which, you know, as soon as I can afford therapy, that would help. Right now, I can't afford it because uh well, I'm not allowed to say. Um a very sweet person put up a free funder for me because um I don't have an exterior wall. I have a temporary plywood up and um no floor, no subfloor. It's gonna cost money. We have found a subcontractor who's willing to donate some labor and somebody does plumbing who's willing to do that but then we've got materials and uh, so i will try to brave up and put that link in my show notes i couldn't bring myself to share it on my author page because it just felt like begging for money and that feels really demeaning right now so i'll just put it up on the show notes and if you care to Look at it. It'll be there. God. As for casting, I'm not doing that right now. I just don't feel that I'm in a healthy enough place. I don't feel that I'm in a strong enough place. So right now I'm just sort of lighting a candle and honoring the seasons and kind of letting myself bleed everywhere (laughs) a little bit. And I have literally no idea what the future looks like for me now at all I know that this probably has effectively killed the farm or at least put it to bed for a while Um, I can't lift heavy things and while I was the seeder and the grower and the tender and the harvester and the canner I did have help with the heavy lifting and the aeration of the soil and, and such as that so without that help I cannot possibly move forward with my little farm And that is regretful, but that is the collateral damage of war, or at least a battle. Y'all know that I'm a teacher, and I had turned down an appointment. Uh, My partner had asked me to turn it down, said they would support me through that, and I was going to finish that book. It's so close. There's one more chapter, and then, of course, revisions. And um, I did that. I did that the morning that they told me they wanted a divorce <laughs> so I don't have that income for 12 weeks I did try to get back my appointment but it had already been reassigned however I do have canned tomatoes and green beans and sweet potatoes and I will not starve I will not starve I'm gonna do everything I can to keep the lot zone and keep the chickens fed and not lose anything if If there's any way I, you know, I am trying to be very brave right now and find something positive to say um, so that this podcast is not a complete and utter failure of, hmm, what to say. You know, I think the best advice I've gotten during this horrible situation is my granddaughter. (laughs) She's three years old. And um, I watch her two days a week, which is another reason we need to address the gaping wall in my home. And I'm all the kids have that is here in town to watch that baby. And we have a very tight relationship. That is my darling. And she calls me Grand Kitty. And, um, you know, I had to watch her. I think it was only two days, two, three days after my partner abandoned the farm and me. And um, I was crying. (laughs) I I did want her to see, you know, you know how tears will just fall out and you just try to pretend it's not happening and look away. So I was doing that because I guess all three-year-olds are very empathetic and magical. But I think my particular grandbaby is a little extra and, uh, you know, she gets it honest. Generations of it. And I turned my head so she wouldn't see anything fall. And she patted me on the back of my head. And I was like, yeah. And did the fakey happy thing and and she grabbed both of my cheeks in between her little chubby hands and said, "Gwen, kitty, It's gonna be okay. Put on your lipstick." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> best damn advice I've ever gotten. Uh, so I did. I put on my lipstick. And I'm going to put it on every morning. I'm going to light my candle every morning. And uh, it's scary at 58 to not know what the rest of your life is even going to resemble. Um, I hope I get too exciting. You know, I hope I get past the scary and get to the happy part. And I hope I find a way to finish this book. Because I think if it comes out, I think it will make a difference in my career. And that I'll be able to support myself. And finish what I started, which was also a teaching farm, where I was teaching folks out here in the country how to get back to their roots and how to do it on very little money and very little land. And uh, I want to get back to that before I'm too old. That that was the mark I wanted to leave in the world. And uh, y'all, we have to leave a mark in the world. We can't help it when other people leave trash or horror or pain. We can't fix that, but we can fix what we are leaving. And so I desperately need to stand back up. I desperately need to find my way. I don't know how long it's going to take to heal, um, but I need to find my way because I wasn't finished leaving my mark. And I don't mean it like, ugh, I know how it sounds. I don't mean it in an egotistical way. I just wanted to leave something good. Just leave something good because I know y'all know that It's hard living. (laughs) And if we can put more magic out in the world, I mean, that feels like the least we can do, at least, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is to give back the magic, you know? Somebody asked me what the definition was of a witch a long time ago. I used to say, you know, those who craft change and all that. And that's true. Those who manifest change in the world and all of that is real. But There's a huge responsibility as far as I'm concerned. Well, um, I shouldn't say that about all witches, but I feel personally a huge responsibility to channel that magic back into the world and not keep it all for me. And uh, one of the ways I want to channel that back into the world is growing things because a lot of my listeners and many other of my close friends have begun gardens or learned how to grow things. Because, I well, because I bent their arm behind their back (laughs) and wouldn't hush on up about it. And now they're infected with a bug. And it's a good obsession to have this connection with the earth and growing things and having um, that relationship with our food and the processes of the land and teaching other people to do that is, that is, yeah, honey, magical. Bat children, that's magical. So my job's not over. And the book I'm writing is about that. And I have to finish. I have to finish. And it's a damn good thing, y'all, that I have that goal right now. Damn good. And I'll say it's a damn good thing I have that grandchild. My friend Daiso's Crow Song wrote to me when I was extraordinarily broken. I wasn't able to eat or, you know, walk about. And uh, suggested I do a reel for my Patreon that was just... Me rocking in my purple rocking chair on the front porch saying, this motherfucker. (laughs) Just so y'all know, I have done that. I just haven't recorded it. I could talk to y'all all all day long about how horrible it's been. And I think what's more important is to show you those moments where I'm starting in little tiny baby witch steps (laughs) to heal. I was uh, looking at my bed today and winter light comes through the, it's an old country beat up house and it comes right through that window and hits the bed. Every winter when I'm really tired of it and totally seasonal, I'm one of those people who cannot get through winter very well. And I know that's where the light will be in the late afternoon. So I'll go and just sit on the bed and let it hit me. And I was walking back through the room to get something before I sat down to podcast today. And when I did, I noticed the light. The sun had come out and it was shining on the bed. And it was one of those moments where you feel like somebody just shoved a knife right through your heart, you know? I mean, it's the bed. But also in that moment, I remembered that that's where I heal. And, um, It kind of let me have my bed back for me. It allowed that to be a possibility for me. And um, I suppose that's where I'll be sitting in the late afternoon every time the sun shines this winter. Maybe one day it won't hurt so much. and Maybe one day I can afford to get a big fluffy gray quilt for that bed and change it up a bit so it's all mine. Anyhow, I am gonna go forth with a holiday, and I'm gonna try to get really good at starting fires because I need to learn how to do that by myself and um, I'm gonna try to podcast to you. I think my barbaric yawp has got a limp in it right now <laughs> and do I still believe in magic? Why, yes, yes, I do. I also believe in free will, and I also believe that maybe just maybe. If I dig down really deep, that the sharing of this trauma and what I did with it magically as a witch could maybe help somebody out there. And that's what I'm hoping. And I don't want this to be too depressing. I did want to reach out and let you know what was going on and that I guess um, I've wanted y'all to know that I need you to stay and listen because I'm not going to let him take this. And if I lie down and wallow in my grief too long, this will also be a casualty of war. And I'm not going to let it happen. So, if you're still listening, Bat Children, if you're still out there, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> and only Monty Python people will get the reference. <laughs> so, okay. I have pushed it as hard as I can. And I can't push anymore. And I'm going to respect my own boundary on it. And. I love y'all like chicken, and I hope very much to be back next week. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the deep south.